1: go here we go again for the 88th time it's homesteads and homeschools i'm your host the liberty hippie here with you and uh yeah episode number 88 so you can go find the show notes at com slash 088 my guest today is a guy i know through discord chat for a while Seen some of his pictures and stuff and whatnot and stories i have him on uh talk about uh his, his setup and, and how he got there he's on a, a smaller lot size so i was kind of curious to hear how he got around that um, some of those things and their future plans and, and what they hope to to accomplish so let's just dive right into it right divings fun let's go plant those seeds of liberty my guest sister jared <laughs> My, my guest today is uh another another Discord person still kicking around over there. And uh yeah, so Jared, Jared from from Discord, he does uh some some growing things, some permaculture type stuff, and had him on today to to talk about that and, and hear what he's got going on. So thank you for coming on today and, and giving us your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so um forget where where i bumped into you i don't know if it's my discord or the other discord there um propaganda report i think um but you you do some some growing of
0: something right yeah so i'm i'm still pretty new to it we just put in our first garden in spring of 19 okay um just a cup a single bed and then two old tractor tires that my dad brought over because he was about to get rid of them nice so, so farming has kind of been in the family for a long time through him, but it's big commercial stuff and not like growing edibles for immediate use.
1: All right. So what what was he doing or what does, what does he do?
0: Uh, corn, wheat, and soy. Okay.
1: D- does he do it all or does he,
0: does he farm some of it out or how does, what does that look like? I'm curious. Did you grow up with that? Uh, yeah. So he does all of it himself. Um, his dad had the farm before him and he's been helping out his dad since he was like 10. Okay. Um, but. grandpa's getting too old now and can't see to drive and ran, ran planters and such into trees too many times. It was becoming more of a burden than a help. So yeah, I can dad does a thousand, thousand acres by himself. Wow.
1: Okay. All right. So that's, that's, um, I can't imagine that that's, that's a lot, a lot of,
0: a lot of plants. Wow. Um,
1: okay. And that's all up, uh, South Carolina way. No, that's in Southern Illinois. Okay.
0: Um, little, little South of St. Louis is where I grew up. Okay.
1: All right, so I was—I would think that uh, I, that has to exist somewhere over here on the East Coast, but I feel like that's a, that's a huge, huge operation for for this side of of things. And so you had no no interest in in
0: going into that growing up? No, I didn't. Um, you know, I had a lot of like the majority of my friends growing up were, you know, we we didn't really have a city city, but they were, you know, like. Sp- 20,000 people towns. So everybody was kind of in that vein and parents were teachers, worked at the prison, like all sorts of stuff like that. And, you know, not necessarily to my face at anything about like looking down on it, but it was just kind of that vibe. So it kind of dissuaded me from having any interest. Um, You know, my dad had pushed me pretty good to go to school because he had gone to college and hadn't finished uh because his mom had died of cancer a few years in and that took a big toll on him but he would have been in computer science in the early 80s so interesting that would have been a, a little different uh, yeah. pace of career there a little a little bit a little bit all
1: right <laughs> so uh okay so you you got to you were over there so you just started gardening um like a, a little, little while ago what what was it the kind of
0: made you want to try to try to do some of that so I've still, I've tried to go back through this story because everything kind of just happened very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd somehow found the free man beyond the wall podcast right before Pete had Jack Speerko on. Okay. And then he's talking about all this stuff with permaculture and everything. So I started listening to the survival podcast and started prepping for the first garden mm-hmm. that fall. You know, Luckily enough, it was late in the fall that I heard it and was ready to prep for the spring. Um, built the chicken coop that fall as well and just kind of ran from there. Good. So what did did you do in terms of
1: research type stuff? Did you do anything or just kind of, let's, let's give it a shot and see what's going to (laughs) happen.
0: Uh, (laughs) a lot, a lot of research, YouTube videos, podcasts, uh, books, All all the good stuff going on the, the backyard chicken forums and. (laughs) All sorts of good stuff. It's
1: it's why there are so many resources out there. There really are. Um, And it's, you can almost get lost in it and trying to figure out, like, to, you know, is this going to work with this or can I, I, do I want to try it this way or that way? And it's just, I don't know. Sometimes it can be like debilitating, I think, when you're trying to figure out all the the systems. But so did you guys run into any problems getting it in the beginning
0: or what what did you do? You just tilled up some ground or? No, so we had everything in raised beds. We're only on a third of an acre here, and like two thirds of that is the front yard that we don't really do much with because it's got a pretty good amount of cloud, of a tree cover, doesn't get much sun, and then a good chunk of the backyard is paved and a pool. So we just got a little—I don't know—fifty by fifty. Okay, um, start growing there. What did
1: you? What did you use
0: to to make the bed? We've got a guy here. Oh, you mean like for the structure? Yeah, yeah, for the structure. The structure. So first we just used um, some reclaimed wood. We had a number of sheds that were falling apart behind the house because we've only years now. So I took those apart uh, just to clear out the space and get rid of the eyesore and saved all the two-by-fours that were in half-decent condition to use those to make the initial beds. Um, So they're still holding up all right. I mean, they were wood that's been weathered for probably 30 years. So whatever damage has been done is going to be the majority of the damage. Um, but then we just, you know, got new lumber as needed for the rest of them. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cause it's, that's one of the things that always kind of puts me off a little bit into raised beds is, is just like the cost of the wood sometimes. And I, I've thought about going out in the woods and, and felling some trees and and using that, to to kind of make a bed, but it can get, it can get pricey. I know, um, uh, a guy, uh, Texas Joe, uh, had him on a while ago. He uses cinder blocks um, and does does that. So I was curious what you guys okay. did. Ha- has any of it like, deteriorated at all? Have you noticed any any issues with it holding
0: up? Uh, it's it's held up well so far. Even the you know the bed that I'd said was the old reclaimed wood. I haven't seen any issues with it, and it's easily the worst put together because it was the first one we put in. Um, so we've had a, a little bit of soil escape yeah. out the bottom of one side. I also didn't think to level the ground uh, before putting it in, so it's on a decent slope, but nothing bad. Um, and I I had some trepidation about using treated wood for it uh, for the others, but you know, look, looking into it, there didn't seem to be any real concern of the soil taking up the treatment and then the plants then taking it up and putting it into the fruit and then you having any ill effect from it. It just seemed like there was enough distance between you and the treatment that it wasn't anything worth worrying about.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's something I, I forget why or where, like, I think growing up as a kid, that was always something that you kind of heard about or, or were, we're warned against. Um, but, uh, I, I haven't seen it, but, um, Dag, who's on this, he, he comes on here. He's been on here a couple times, um, in the key base and stuff, but he was saying that he did some, some looking, I think, and a little, at some point, not too long ago, maybe a decade ago, maybe they, they started treating the wood differently. Um, and the way that they treat it is like not, it's not as bad as it used to be. The chemicals they use are, are slightly different. Um, I have to see if I can find an article and, and throw that in the show notes. But, uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things that's kind of, has that that stigma around it but isn't necessarily uh, what we remember it to be I don't know so you're you're using tractor tires um did you got two two big two big old rear rear wheels or something
0: yeah yeah like oh, probably 16 18 inches wide all right what you what are you growing in there they're holding up good yeah I imagine <laughs> uh, um, so and we put a couple of peppermint plants in one of them so now that's just the peppermint bed. Uh, we've taken over everything yeah uh, but the other we've got some basil and some carrots growing in
1: okay
0: now so is it 16 18 inch uh, diameter that I mean that that becomes the depth of planting
1: okay so are they are they small enough that you can like lift them up afterwards if you wanted to and, and pull carrots out or move them around or put your potatoes in there and
0: just kind of dig them up that way so they by width i mean they would be on the tire. Okay. All right. The width of the tire. Yeah. Five feet in diameter. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. They're about five feet in diameter.
1: So they, they stay, they stay in place. All right. That's, that's what I was uh, picturing some big old, you know, ag tires out there, but okay. All right. All right. And um, I don't know. I, so are you guys planning on trying to expand anything? Can you, can you expand anything at this point or how much space do you have left? Or what are your, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah. So from the first year to the second year, we went from three beds to uh, we've got eight or nine now. Uh, we've got a nice little berry patch, and we've been kind of helping along the wild blackberries. And just this year, we found wild muscadines growing along the property edge. Nice. Um, so we're trying to just take care of those and keep them going. Yeah. Yeah. That very. very good in those and but we're we're almost at the kind of at the edge of how much space we can have being used as garden beds without expanding to the front yard that's something i might do but the backyard is fenced and we've got dogs that will run away so i try and limit my going through
1: yeah i i I hear you i hear you You know all too well about dogs getting out but so yeah the muscadines are interesting like that because you you can kind of they're there they grow wild but you can almost Cultivate them a little bit, um, and sort of, I know just just take care of them and and give them to to go. Uh, With your your blackberries, are those? um, Do you have them in beds? So
0: none of them are in beds. We we have a few plants that all around them, and then we've also got wild blackberries growing along one of our border fences that we've just kind of been weaving in and out of the chain link uh, to give them some structure and get them growing along there. So it's a nice little, you know, you just walk along in the I don't know May or June, and right. pick them as they ripen. Good deal, good deal. So, um, what's what's
1: what's the purpose? What's the point? Why do you why do you mess around with all this stuff?
0: Uh, this is this is what I'd like to do full time. I'm still trying to figure okay. out what exactly that means. Um, we're hoping to start selling some started blackberry plants this spring. Uh, we tried to do the same thing last spring and had absolutely none take root. Okay. Um, I want to say we had, we had like a hundred cuttings and they all just dried and died in the pots. Trying to start some blackberries. Um,
1: and then what are you trying to do? You trying to, you want to get into edible landscaping?
0: Yeah, I would like to. Um, I'm hoping, you know, maybe just to get some side incomes, getting some plants started and sold in the spring. Um, but I'm hoping to kind of parlay this into something more full time. Um, you know, whether we get a good piece of land and do grow some meat.
1: Yeah. All right, so you guys, you you said you had chickens or you had a a chicken coop you were building or or something?
0: Yeah, yeah. So we built a chicken coop last fall and got four straight run chickens from a guy named Chicken George here in Columbia, three of which turned out to be roosters. Always happens. (laughs) I got to return those to him because my wife was not apt to return to him. Um, He's a real old guy that doesn't, care a whole lot about his appearance so he he had a shirt that only like two buttons buttoned he's just like a a larger man with most of his stomach out who's like i don't know 60 and hitting on my wife she was like yeah i'm not i'm not going back so did did he take him back or yeah he took him back he's got a few hundred chickens oh wow okay yeah so i'm sure he'll eat them or whatever yeah you got one one layer then yeah, we had one that was real lonely until like the spring. Our feed store here has a poultry swap in the spring and then a few weekends in the fall as well. And we got her some some buddies. So we got back up to three layers now. Are you allowed to have um, roosters where you are? So I'm not certain whether we're allowed to have chickens, period. So I'm not pushing <laughs> the lock with the roosters. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. We, uh, we lived in Vermont. Um, I'm th- pretty sure you could have chickens cause a couple of my neighbors, na- at least one of my neighbors did. Um, but we had a rooster and, uh, it, it wasn't, I don't think it was against any code or any zoning or anything like that, but it just, it was loud. And I just, I felt bad, you know, at five in the morning, um, everybody's got to hear my rooster. So he, he went in the, the, the frying pan fairly quickly um, but you know it is is what it is so are you when you talk about um trying to figure out ways to meet have you looked at meat chickens at all is that something you might be able to do where you are or is that something that'd be a little too maybe pushing the envelope if we were to do any
0: sort of like a chicken tractor we literally don't have the yard for them okay we made use of the front yard but i think that that would again push in the. Having having meat chickens out there along the road, yeah, I think that might be frowned upon.
1: <laughs> I hear, you. I hear, you. I, I know, I know. Um, all right, so are you guys are you guys thinking about moving eventually? Or are you just trying to maybe find a
0: piece of property outside of town, or what? Are, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, so all that's kind of up in the air right now because I've realized that I don't want to keep doing the job I'm currently doing. Um, so I've got a a licensure exam I've got to take here in about a month, exactly a month. Um, and hopefully passing that kind of opens some more doors to me. And so the plan is to get through that and kind of get the house in order so that, you know, come springtime or whatever. Um, if I start looking real hard, I can be open to any sort of possible nice uh, that, that works are you
1: guys kind of married to the area or are you guys looking like all over
0: wherever so we've made some friends like through my work and through my wife's work uh you know people that we'd like to stay around stay in contact with if possible um but you know we had the had the same connections before we moved here so i'm sure it's a possibility again it took longer this time because we're both fairly introverted people uh so in three years we've amassed like four friends <laughs> uh so that i mean that's that's the only real ties we've got here though
1: yeah i hear you i hear you. that's um one of the things you know once you start building those those relationships it's just kind of it can it can be difficult to move um and you can move and you can do it but then you gotta start over from scratch and sometimes it's uh A little difficult, takes a little, little, little time, a little time, but now you have, you have a pool, you have a pool. Is your, is your pool full of water?
0: You go swimming in that pool. Yeah. So it is now. Um, (laughs) I'm sure you're alluding to my, my lovely conversations with the County board here. Um, I'm not convinced it wasn't a prank. So whole backstory start of July we have a county official of some form or other, allegedly, show up to the house and say that some neighbor, they won't say who, has claimed that our pool is a mosquito breeding ground and that all the mosquitoes on their property have come from our pool. So we either get to fix it, fill it with dirt, or do one of those two after paying fines. <laughs> she was supposed to send us a letter with the exact citation and everything within a week or two. It is now the end of September. I haven't received a letter, but the pool's up and running. <laughs> and I have heard nothing else about this, this nice lady who showed up. Interesting. <laughs> yes. She also tested the pool at that time and said there was no presence of mosquitoes, but go ahead and fix it anyway. Because it, it could become an issue.
1: Could it, it could. Mind
0: you, this this is a pool that hadn't been touched in 40 years, as evidenced by the things we pulled out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and having done all the work ourselves, we still had to buy the equipment and stuff, and you know, have hired out no labor. It still costs us five thousand dollars to get it up and running. That's insane. That's nuts. I've always and that was with uh, all the plumbing working. Yeah. Pools
1: pools scare me for that reason. Like they're just so i I don't know anything about them. I think it that's why, but I feel like the cost could just like go through the roof at no time. And I'm like, ah no, I'm gonna stay away from that. But so did you have you do you I, so I guess you swim in it then, you use it for pool purposes?
0: Yeah, yeah. Until it started cooling off here lately. We were in it every day. Um, you know, more for Me, part of the motivation was just a justification of having done the whole thing in the first place. because I know I've seen some places people,
1: um, you know, uh, repurpose their pools to be, you know, um, like an, a big aquaponic type, uh, aquaculture type, uh, setup system. Um, I don't know if you guys had any future plans to uh, if you'd ever seen anything
0: like that even um oh, if i'd been quicker on my feet we could have could have tried for something like that i know some of the guys in discord were saying to to say that it's some sort of nature preserve and go after go after the county for having insisted that i shut it down it's that's wild it's wild um what kind of fines were they
1: talking about did they they give you any sort of number
0: they didn't specify that's why i'm not convinced this wasn't a prank yeah Cause I feel like it'd be simple enough to just like get a polo with city of Columbia on it and show up at your neighbor's house and complain just to get them to do whatever you want him to do.
1: Oh man. Welcome. Welcome to the the neighborhood, I guess. Right. Have you, have you had any other complaints about your, your, your gardens or anything on like
0: your, your, uh, beds? No. So we, we had a picket fence up over on the one side of the house. um, kind of for that reason, that's the side that you can see the coop more easily from the road. So we wanted to just kind of deflect any potential attention from that. And we'd been discussing getting the picket fence done, you know, like six foot tall can't see through type fence. Um, we'd been talking about getting it done around the pool as well. Like the week before the County lady showed up. So once I got through my initial, just anger at the situation, I went to see? kind of see in my eyes what I was about to say. She's like, yeah, what happened? I'm like, yeah, yep, yep, yep. So it's up now.
1: <laughs> what what kind of – did you guys build your chicken coop? Or is it – how big is it? Is it big enough for more than your three chickens?
0: Yeah, so I built it uh, about a year ago now. Um, it is uh, – it's, it's a single slope. The high eve is about 10 feet. Low eve is about eight feet. The little coop, it's like a coop and run together. The coop part where the chickens are at is like probably four by six by six. And it's just off the ground so they can get underneath it as well. And I, th- I want to say it's 12 feet long. It's a pretty good size. So there's, there's room in there for more chickens. There's definitely room in there
1: for more chickens. <laughs> <laughs> How many chickens would you put in that space? i don't know i see the the numbers are different um i think depending on on where you go and, and who you talk to i i remember reading i think it was like like 1 square foot per bird um and that's pretty that gets really tight and there's not a lot of room and grass for them to scratch at eventually they they dig it all up um but really i mean like you can as long as you're feeding them and it's your preference too you know if you it doesn't take long for them to just chew up all the ground and they're running around on dirt and just eating you know grain and and whatever else you're feeding them um but i don't yeah. know I, I it depends i i let ours out on occasion and the turkeys are always out but um i don't know the chickens seem to get in the garden more so that's why they they don't get out over here because then all the hard work that i done in the garden is
0: for not and that's very very frustrating <laughs> to say the least yeah, we've been having that issue too. It seems like they have no interest in the garden when it's like nice full-size plants, which is great. But when it's kind of like it's just been planted, we've got little seedlings coming up or it's just mulched over and no plants yet, they want to dig up every inch of that, which is great if it's between plantings. But we just cut out all of our summer uh, summer squash and different plants like that that were just kind of dying on the vine. Mm-hmm. It stopped fruiting and then put in new seeds underneath them. And like the next time we let the chickens out, they wanted to just go through every inch of that. And they hadn't messed with it in the few months prior when it was like fully established plants in there. It, it's uh,
1: it's really, it's like hit or miss, I think, because there, there are times, and, and maybe it's particular to the bird. I don't know. There's times that I'll let the chickens out and they will just ravage the garden. It doesn't matter, you know, little sprouts or a full plant like we had i mean we had tomatoes and and forget it if the chickens get out and there's tomatoes on the vine forget it they're gone um i went out one time and the they had eaten three quarters of a zucchini that was there still on the plant they just started pecking at it um same with like watermelons and stuff they just would go to town on it um I i don't know you know but then yeah and then sometimes i'll let i'll other birds would get out and just have no interest. They'd just be scratching at the dirt and pecking at bugs and stuff. And that was the extent of, of what they did. So I have no idea. I don't know. They just stay in for that purpose now. Cause I, it's so frustrating. So frustrating. Just sit there, watch the, eat it all. Um, but all right, man. Um, I don't know. Any, anything else you guys got uh, plans or hopes? mean you kind of got into a little bit what you want to do. Um, I don't know. Anything else?
0: Yeah. Just looking to more or less build more freedom right now, you know, kind of what we're all doing. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I think this is, uh,
1: I don't know. One of the, one of the best ways to do it really, you just kind of get to get to know your, your food source a little bit and, uh, try to try to do it on your own, you know, try to get a little more involved in that and then you know, share, share with the people around you that are are interested in that sort of thing. Um Do you have much community like that around you that, uh, gets into the
0: gardens and and stuff like that or is it kind of so we're we're the only garden that i see even like flower gardens in our general neighborhood um you know we're we're pretty close to downtown you know we could be downtown in like 10 minutes um so you don't see much garden but there are some pretty good different little communities and kind of community centers like the feed store that we go to that have got all sorts of great people that just want to offer any help they'll give you you know, that give you their cell phone number the first time you meet them and say, call if you got any chicken questions. Cause I know chickens and you're new to chickens. Yeah. That, that's the stuff I really like. Just that easy to develop community. That's completely voluntary.
1: It is. It, it, and it's funny how that works. Um It is. It's just a it, for the most part, it seems like people are kind of open and, and willing to exchange ideas and, and help each other out and just be there. Um, You know, it's, it's nice i like it so <laughs> yeah absolutely all right and uh any any links you want to plug anything you want to plug Help people go places or whatever
0: no no hang out in the key base hopefully i'll get back in there some more soon oh yeah
1: key base i i think i like it better than discord but um yeah still I'm, I'm not convinced yet either way <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't kicked me off yet so i'm okay with that
0: <laughs> yeah that's a good start you still still add in your channel there. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: guys enjoyed that. If you are on a, a smaller size, you know, or maybe you don't, maybe you're on a, a big ol' lot and you just want to kind of condense things a little bit. Uh, I know we're thinking ourselves about doing some raised bed gardening just because our, our soil is garbage. So all sorts of things to consider there. Go over to the show notes and you can find all the links there. Uh, If I can figure out how to link to uh, the prop report, which is where I found Jared, uh, I will do so. I'm not that tech savvy. So uh, if I do find a link, it'll probably expire in 24 hours anyway. So eh. I think that's all for this week. Go check out the show notes, leave a review on iTunes. Uh, What else? What else? What else? Uh, Click through uh, homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash Amazon. Click the Amazon link. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Send me an email. Let me know what you want to hear. Come back next week when I will be talking with a guest about homeschooling as an option. And I think it's going to be great. And I know you will too, because why not? That's all for this week, guys. Um, get out there. Sow those seeds of liberty. We can all reap seeds of freedom together. I'm going to